can see Him and hear Him in this world every day. Hello and welcome to Nick and Rich Love Content, where we talk about it all. My name is Rich. Hello, I'm Nick. And we talk about content on the show, and uh, this week we have a very special episode, because... Last episode was our first ever double content episode, and boy, the cr- the critics are raving. Um, I had Flamin' Hot Mac and Cheetos this morning, actually, uh, and they're really good still. I'd like to report that. Um, but this week we're also doing a weird double content episode in that um, we're talking about uh, two pieces of content, but the same piece of content? Nick, explain what that means to our, our dear listener. <laughs> To uh, our guest. Um, It means we're doing a short story that's been converted into a TV show um, by an American author named George Saunders. An Oak Forest author named George Saunders. (laughs) Hey man, you can claim him if you want. I was talking to him about Tilly Park on the internet the other day. I just felt pretty cool that he responded to my comments about Tilly Park. Hell yeah. I just want to let everyone know. What was the comment? Because he he shared something about his family used to run this chicken place. Mm. Like There was like one in... Matson and one in somewhere else and I was like oh I wonder if my parents ever went over there when they were younger from Tinley Park and he was like Tinley Park was our arch rivals <laughs> and I angry reacted him <laughs> that's true though <laughs> uh, we'll bring in our guest uh, I couldn't talk about George Saunders without uh, the wonderful Mary Baker uh, wow that's so beautiful <laughs> It's true, though. Thank you. Like, when we, we tried to do this once before, and it fell through, and, like, I think you were like, just do it without me. We're like, fuck. No. <laughs> I think it's funny, because I think the two of us started reading his stuff at the same time. Right around it, yeah. Like, pretty recently, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I've liked him forever. Yeah, everybody's already my favorite, like, current author. I like him a whole lot. When did you guys start reading him? Like a couple of years ago, maybe I, even mine was one. literally like twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Brain Dead Megaphone for Christmas and read that and love it and um, yeah, that's what, sort of, like I've always known about him, but I I do harbor some weird resentment towards oh, towards people from Oak Forest who find success. Yeah, oh, um, people who find success generally. Yeah, but it's, it's especially <laughs> weird when people come from like your background. Mm-hmm. They're doing well. Like I, there are even people in the comedy community who I was always like, mm, I don't know how I feel about you, and now I'm like, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I took I took my time to get to know you, and guess what? I like you yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's nice though because he, like, did his time in terms of like, he didn't become a famous author until. Relatively like, late in yeah, life right. compared to other people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Um, I was I just made a face that you said when you said like about Tinley Park was his rivals because I also talked to him in person at like a signing once, and he said the same thing about Beverly. true though. Maybe he's just trying to. He was. I was like, like oh. regards to baseball though. Like yeah. He brought up baseball. I, he was like. I can't remember exactly how I slipped in. I was like, oh, I'm from the South Side, too. And then he asked where, and I said Beverly. And then he was like, oh, I, I got in a fight via a baseball game. Like, a whole gang of kids jumped out. And then I made a <laughs> joke, and he left. 
it feels yeah. good because yeah, yeah I, it really does. I made him. I met him in Nashville when he came through with the uh, the Lincoln Lombardo tour, mm-hmm. and he was like doing the performances or whatever. And I, I didn't know he was from around Chicago at all. I had no idea. I had, the only thing I knew about was that he taught it in New York, and I was wearing a Cubs hat, and he was like, "Oh, I really like your hat, or you know, a nice hat or whatever." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He's like, "I was like, I you know, I'm from around Chicago, blah blah,", blah. and he's like, "Oh, where from?" And we had our our moment, um, but he was really really kind. He yeah, just he seems was like really a normal. Nice. I think it probably does come from his, the fact that he was not a famous author but, uh, during like the like, years where t- people t- typically mm-hmm. form like an ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like, what is more Southside Chicago than making fun of someone for where they're from in like yeah. a loving way? And, like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I think he also did ask like, which parish are you from? Which mm-hmm. is like you. In order to even ask that question, you need to really be in the thick of it. And Braindead Megaphone, he mentioned Saint Damien. Wow. I was was confirmed there. Um, uh, Also, I was listening to Jimmy Pardo's podcast, and Jimmy Pardo also went to Oak Forest High School. Uh, The two two big wigs from Oak Forest High School. (laughs) Jimmy Pardo, George Saunders, and the uh, Falcons tight end, (laughs) Tevin Coleman. I don't Um, think... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, John Hamm was on the episode, and John Hamm was like, what high school did you go to? And Jimmy's like, Oak Forest High School? Oak Forest, Illinois. He goes, Oak Forest. Who are your rivals? And Jimmy went, uh, Tinley Park. Tinley Park <laughs> High School was our rivals. And John Hamm was like, Tinley Park sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and I was wow. like, this is the best thing! <laughs> I sent it to my brother Cody. I sent it to my old English teacher. Like, check this shit out. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, because I think I just commented TP to IDIE. When he said I didn't even know. I was like, I'm a new Lennox boy. No, I think, I mean, definitely in high school, Bremen was our our big mm-hmm. rivals. But, like, yeah, like there's some weird, like, because Tinley Park as a city is definitely a better city than Oak Forest is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then That's we also right. feel like, because the Tinley Park High School part of Tinley Park is not the people right. part of Tinley Park that everyone talks about. It's so, true. That's, that was my part of Tinley Park. Yeah. I would have went to Tinley High if I was All there. I know is... Suburbs are lame. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. You're from, you're, you're from the All suburbs of the is... city, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> All I know is the words Tinley Park just uh, connote like zero gravity to me. Yeah. I, I oh, that. like the zero gravity club? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was not it's Tinley like, Park. If, it's like a mnemonic. But it was like. It all suburbs are zero gravity. Yeah, right. All, you could just you could tell um, me that zero gravity is in any suburb, and I'd be like, "All right, then." Because where was it? Where was it actually at? Because it was like the west. It was I far know, away. I never went. I, I, I want to let you Tinley know. Park. It was like northwest suburbs. <laughs> it was like west. Because in New yeah, Lenox, throughout, throughout high school, away. we were like, we need to go to zero gravity because, come on, we need to check out the whole culture. And my friend Matt went once, and he was like, "Yeah, it was like a real drive." And then they were charging <laughs> to get in, so we just sat in the parking lot and drank. Oh my god. <laughs> But I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I don't know. I don't have any Molly, so I can't go. I'm also not 16 anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I wasn't doing anything better. Um, <laughs> I will say I was, in, I was in Beverly for for nearly two years. Wow. I lived there, and, you know, just, I got out. I got out of my <laughs> uh, I, was telling... I think we moved on. My brother, my brother Cody was born June 15th, 93. I think we moved in. To my new house, June twelfth, which was my birthday, ninety three. Wow, so I wasn't I even there yet. Well, because we moved damn, in where, like ninety five. Where are you at? Where are your family Canary at? Maryville. Ooh, that's all. Like, that's like more city than Beverly. More like 
city, quote unquote. It's like right next door to Bridgeport, and okay. it's real small. That's where Shameless takes place. Yep. Hey. Speaking of Shameless, I, I, I've yeah. never seen it either, and I will mention it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen an episode, but I haven't watched Me too. it. Um, I was telling Makes Richie. Makes feel weird. Yeah, before you got here, I was telling Richie that there's an essay. I'm gonna. I'll send it to you too. It's about. It's in this the Point magazine, which is like a nonfiction magazine from Chicago, and it, the whole issue is based on like the, com- the question, "What is comedy?" And there's a guy from West Morgan Park wrote an essay. That's cool. And I was like, it was talking about Beverly, and yeah. I was like, oh, Mary, and then. You know, Richie, comedy, you know, hey. Um, but I feel like Got the making of this episode, um, because we are talking about the story Sea Oak, which is piloted on Amazon.com. You can watch the episode on Amazon Prime. Street. I like to thank Jeff Bezos. Yeah, like, yeah, this <laughs> this content is sponsored by Jeffrey Bezos. Um, thank you. You're a hero. Mm. Thank you for not paying your workers. Hey, um, we're not trying to burn any bridges. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the making of this episode, I was telling Richie while we were watching, I was like, this is supposed to be sh- in, around Chicago, right? Because the people talk, the people talk like they're from around Chicago. Yeah, they're I, like, it, it seems like a TV show that's trying to sound like people who are from mm-hmm. around Chicago. And well, I didn't think that. I didn't think, I didn't, that, even, I didn't think I either watching it. I didn't like think about where it was in general, though. So I, I wish like, I... I I connected it with New Orleans for some reason, mm-hmm. and I've never been there. I will be there in April, but um, I, I don't just like the vibe of where that, like housing department was. It's nothing like Chicago. I've, I've, yeah, at least I've seen, and also like, I don't know. I felt it felt like near a river. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like the story for sure is not supposed to be in, like the way Saunders Order is just everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be anywhere. Right. But there's train sounds in the show, okay. so it has to be a big city with like a, oh, with the, a, a line. And the people, they got, think about the uncle or the, the stepdad. We use twos are gonna get jobs, like that is fucking, like in Vito. <laughs> yeah, <Jackson. laughs> you're gonna done like I done. And, <laughs> That's like, true. Um. So, what did we think about the? The transfer from the page to the silver screen. Ah. <laughs> uh, my yeah. favorite question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll just sit back. I'm going to be away from Mary. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought I kind of like the pilot better. Really? Yeah. I was thinking the, uh, the opposite. And I did the, I don't know, I just think it does like more creative stuff like in the book, in the short story, he works at a strip club, and in the pilot, it's, like, this hilarious, like, night at the museum-esque, like, center, so, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just think they took, like, some cool liberties with the short story, and I liked it all. Yeah, I kind of liked the joysticks of the novel. That, which is what it's called. The strip club is called Joystick. Oh, yeah. Which is funny in, in its own right. <laughs> um, and also, like, the boss is telling them that they can't show their dicks. But the boss on this TV show is like, you should. Yeah. yeah. But which, it's not a strip club. Right. Or is, yeah, it's not it even, like It's like a it's Hooters. It's kind of like a... Well, it's, it's like a... You can go to places like Posers. I don't know what it... If it has a technical name. But it's mm-hmm. like, you look... 
you know, girls dance in a glass case. Mm. And you fucking sit there and you, some places you can jerk off and some places you can't. Yeah. And it depends yeah. on the vibe. I just really like how... I don't know. I liked how it was, like, scenes from history. Me too. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> I like that too, but I also really liked that the other place was a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it because it was... Uh, I misspoke. It's, it's not a strip club. <laughs> well, it makes sense strip clubs are so I hear. Um, I liked the... The ranking system, like that we were talking yeah. about before, I really enjoyed yeah. that part of the story. How it was, the the guy that gets fired in the short story, was really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that part of the story and him, yeah. him walking out and still wanting to kind of be part of that community. That if you're anyone reading it is kind of like you don't really want to be here. The the protagonist or mm-hmm. Cole doesn't he doesn't want to be there. He's just working. Right. You know what I mean. Um, in the book, in, in the strip club restaurant called Joysticks, they have a ranking system for the employees. In the ranking system goes knockout, honey pie, adequate, or stinker. <laughs> um, and we'll be reviewing these two things based on that rating system. <laughs> and like, I thought it was, in the story, I kind of thought it was interesting that, I mean, I've never been to a strip club, period. But I liked that it was like the male character was kind of the mm-hmm. sexualized object, mm-hmm. um, and you know there's female patrons. Then when he goes home, they're his two sisters, right? Yeah, mm. his two sisters stay home and kind of objectify sister him. And they're like, cousin? "You're yeah, maybe I don't know." I yeah, they so. don't. One of them's not his sister. But okay. Yeah. They never made that clear in the pilot, at least. Right. And they also like, don't like specify pretty, in the. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um. I think I also am, like, swayed by the pilot just because I really like Glenn Colos. Yeah, she's, yeah, a, she's, she's amazing. A great choice for yeah. that role, too. Um, I think my biggest problem between story and pilot is that there are so many things that George Saunders, like, includes in his mm-hmm. descriptions of things mm-hmm. that is missed when it when there's no narrator. So I wish that they would have had Cole, like, narrating the show mm-hmm. as opposed to... Um, you know, just seeing it from sort of all points of view. But I guess in the long run, if you're doing a whole TV series, that might not be the best option to do. Right. Yeah. I did see, like, his dialogue come through, though. Like, how... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a good example, but, like, just verbs are missing from sentences. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just, like, a quintessential thing that he does. And I like that about the pilot, especially with the two girls. They were, like, really funny in their delivery of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said to Nick, I think James Vanderbeek, uh, who's the boss of Posers, which is joysticks in the book, um, <laughs> that he does, the, I think, the best job of, like, <laughs> taking what I hear when I read George Saunders, like, to the, to the screen. Because, yeah. like, he's like, well, you know what, you know what they say about customers? and the guy's like but we're not allowed to do that it's like you're not but sometimes <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like a lot of question marks at the end of non-questions mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I really like the actress with the I guess probably it was Min with the bangs like mm-hmm. she was funny mm-hmm. yeah the more abrasive one yeah the one who burned drinking the big gulp in the first scene yeah That's I'll funny. be curious to see so what's the deal with the like Amazon pilots yeah, so you can watch the pilots. There's, I think, three new pilots up right now. Like Bridget um, Everett has Bridget one. Bridget Everett has one, and then another one I don't know. I think it's also sort of one that's, like, written by someone, like, that people might care about. Yeah. Um, and then you can go up and, like, review the pilot. Wow. Um, 
and I think they'll take that into consideration. I also don't think they're going to be doing this for much longer. I feel like they don't like this system, but I yeah, think it's really cool. Yeah, it seems cool. a little... It's a cool. It seems kind of hard for actors, because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, come film this thing, and then six, you know, whatever, however much time from now, we're going to put it up for vote, and then, like, maybe you'll have a job. Right. But also, maybe you're just wasting your time. Oh, you got that job offer for the movie? Well, we might be shooting another <laughs> show, so right. just yeah. kind of wait around and see if people like it, or if you suck, and then you're out of work. It seems mm-hmm. weird to me, because that system happens anyways, Yeah, right? that's, they would have made this, or they, they probably even did make this, uh, regardless of if Amazon was going to buy it. Yeah. So Amazon optioned it, and like now they reserve the right to buy the whole series, but they might not. Mm. Interesting. Well, I was just gonna say, like, if it is still a show, I'll be interested to see what they do with like the cousin and sister, mm-hmm. because they were they were interesting in the short story. Yeah. Especially the part about like you, I choose you to be like cooking and cleaning. Yeah. And, like and you're you go gonna go job. work. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of, like, interesting to split those down the middle and just be like, it's all for the greater good, but, like, we're mm-hmm. going to assign you all very specific jobs. But also, like, in the short story, um, she's, uh, Glenn Close's character, Bernie, uh, comes back to life for a very short period of time. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that was kind of how I was, because when we were wa- watching it, I was like, oh, they're really going through, like, a lot of the story. It's, like, three mm-hmm. quarters of the short yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, in the first episode, so I'm interested yeah, to Yeah, I see. bet it doesn't... I bet they change a lot. Because mm-hmm. I... Make it more interesting. I like one thing about the story is that even when you have, uh, a pre- like, a person who just literally is, com- like, committing a miracle mm-hmm. and coming back to life to tell you what you're doing wrong to try to fix it, like, they still were not willing to, like, take those steps to, like, make their lives better... Yeah. Right. And, like, that's, I think, sort of, like, the whole point of it is, like, hey, like, your shitty life is always going to be shitty if you're not taking chances. Mm. And if you're not the type of person who's going to take chances, even a person telling you what chances to take is not going to help. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's sometimes I'm, like, what is this trying to say? Because, like, Aunt Bernie didn't have, like, kids or family or, like, ever get on a plane or... Have sex. Have sex. And it's because she was working. And then it's, like, but your message to your family is, like, in order to have a successful life, you need to work or, like, a fulfilling life. And that's, like, counterintuitive to me. I guess it's all about getting out of where they're living. But it's, Mm -hmm. like, she's... It's, like, take your own medicine look where that landed you yeah you you all you did was work you know yeah but she also i think worked uh to please the other people and was too polite to do anything about it like in the show you which is probably one of the more powerful parts of the whole pilot is when she's outside of the boss's office and Uh, finds out that she wasn't going to be a cashier anymore and like you see her get like depressed Mm -hmm. um but then like she's fine yeah. Fine. Right. right. Like, that's her whole life. So like. Right. 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 Oh, I got a job at job at like this place. I might as well like. Thank you for doing that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna stick here. Mm-hmm. But now when she's back to life, she's like, no, you have to like, be more ambitious than trying to work at right the convenience store. Right. That's true. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, you kind of get a picture of it in the short story, but really not, not really like why they're even living with Aunt Bernie. Um, mm-hmm. 
because at, at the end, the woman is Cole's mother, correct? Like, at the funeral? Am I wrong? Yes. I think so. Okay, so, like, why are they living with her? Is it, And it's because the stepfather doesn't like them, I think, was how it's presented in the short story, is, like, mm-hmm. he basically thinks they're shit, they're so like they can't stay there, so they go mm-hmm. live with Bernie. Well, their mom also, I think, is very much like her daughter, who, like, would also be... Like, she, her, the mom... The mom and the daughter are both, like, um, or the the two women are both, like, yeah, we were babysitting all day. And he's, yeah. like, yeah, but you were babysitting your own kids. <laughs> right. So, like, I think it's that mentality of, like, okay, you're, like, you're old enough to not be mm-hmm. in my anymore. hair anymore, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, because, like, honestly, the apartment complex reminds me a lot, in the pilot, at least, reminds me a lot of where I live the first year I lived in Nashville. That's what I thought, too. And I was, like... You know, it's an interesting take. Because I, the, where I lived in Nashville was right by, I mean, there's gunshots often. Um, so I was, it was interesting to see it portrayed on screen. Because I thought it was good. You know, because people are just living there. Like, that's who lives at those places. Mm-hmm. It's the fam- like the family that we saw here. Um, like, when I was at apartment complex, there were like three dudes who were going to college somewhere. Mm-hmm. Two women lived next to me who were just working like five jobs like I never saw them and then above me was a young family where the man worked at night and the woman went to school during the day and then or no the woman was home during the day went to school and the man worked at night was home during the day or whatever whatever I'm saying that doesn't make sense she was gone during the day he was there and then at night she was gone mm-hmm. uh doesn't make any fucking sense I'm sorry <laughs> this family was running a lot that's all I really remember <laughs> The little kids were running a lot, but I love them because they were clearly like trying to make it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I like that Saunders tries to give this family a little bit of dimensionality. Even like, the, I like the, I like the girls. That's the oh, thing. Oh, me too. They're 20. Like, I like them um, in the pilot and in the short story, even yep. though they're not doing, I'm, I worry about their kids, but yeah, they seem, kids. you know. I know people like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I like how they're portrayed. Yeah, I don't know. I thought... I feel like I didn't like them that much. But that's also because I... It just felt, like, close to home in a weird way. Yeah. Of, like, the people in my family who are never gonna leave, mm-hmm. leave the suburb that we're from. Yeah. Or, like, that... Like my cousins will all stay in the same place, and yeah, yeah. nothing will change, and right, they'll they'll be happy and content. And uh, what does Bernie say in the in the novel? Uh, why do some people get everything and I got nothing? Mm-hmm. Why why was that? Like, some people just like don't even it won't matter. Yeah, <laughs> like like they, it's not even like a money thing. It's like anything profession yeah hobby mm-hmm. no goals that's I just what those women reminded me of yeah, yeah. I, also, I think it was that's kind of summed up in the pilot too and the way she's like she's just some lady like mm-hmm. who would want her she's just some lady mm. but it's like honestly y'all it's pretty much all like most yeah, people are just some person yeah. you know there's not many people who are in five years and look back you're like oh man that dude that that was my sub teacher or was my 
did my fucking you know, whatever it is. You're just some person. Everyone thinks people. I'm extremely important. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that feels. Who are you? I'm really. I'm a big deal. <laughs> That's true. I probably will get my grave robbed. We haven't, you haven't been into my bathroom yet, but there's just a giant picture of you. Yeah, it's to be expected. We've done all, the last three years, however long we've been doing this, have just been a big build-up from the first time that uh, Mary was on the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we just triumphant return. We're, we're, yeah. we're just trying to keep it going until we can make this, this magical episode happen again. <laughs> this is the last episode. Because <laughs> we're killing Mary mm-hmm. yep. and burying her and see if I can around her um, I, I, I do in the story, like the George Sonner specifics, um, are amazing. And I liked one of my favorite parts, as you said, when we were watching it was the TV show. Like, I was going to say, oh that. yeah, that's my favorite part. But I also feel like there was like, I, I, as a, if that this show goes on, I want to see one <laughs> new TV show. Each, yeah. Each episode. Each thing. Cause that, yeah, that was like the best. Yeah, that was because that's stuff you usually just get from a story that doesn't transfer to the screen or they don't yeah. try to transfer it. But like the the way I saw it was this family's not supposed to be special. They're a pro- this is the culture, right? You know, they're eating they're fed shit. Yeah, by you know, they eating like caffeine stroganoff. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the TV is garbage, but they don't have any other choice. Like that's their culture. It, you know, you say yes, they have a choice. They could not live in this. It's like. They also do just have kids, whatever that's their fault or not, you know, ask your senator. Um, but realistically, they don't have money for childcare, so one of them does have to watch the kids. Yeah. Uh, and if the culture is just feeding you garbage, like, what's the worst the worst thing that could happen or whatever, which is, it, like, I hate very few things more than, like, the nightly news or things that just kind of try and perpetuate fear and... This show is literally remember like the thousand ways to die that used to be yeah. on fight or Spike TV. Yeah, like that it's just that. That's exactly what the show best is. line in the. I think it's just in the pilot, but they're watching that show of like what what's the worst that could happen. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> the woman, one of the girls says, um, like, "Oh, I never even thought about being afraid of that." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's t- that's the news. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's like how I was watching the news with my family, and uh, I was like. It was just, like, five depressing stories. Like, increasingly more depressing. I was like, okay, so the next one is probably going to be, like, the lighthearted, like, a monkey rode a skateboard. Right. (laughs) So I, I like, even said that out loud. It's like, the next one's probably going to be, like, a nice, nice uplifting one. And they're like, and in Beverly today, a baby died in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed out loud. My parents were like, why are you laughing? I was like, because it's bad. Right. I have this idea for... gym it's like (laughs) go to the gym and you're like at a place where you're like i'm trying to do something good like trying to exercise and Mm -hmm. then you get there and it's truly surround sound barrage of violence and hatred because everything that plays is all the news it's like six different news channels (laughs) is that full volume yes and there's no it's like that or like the one screen that's not as wheel of fortune (laughs) <laughs> so I have an idea for a gym where it's like no screens mm. oh. and I think it's a very good idea yeah I thought there. you were saying I'm sure it exists yeah. already I thought you were saying that that's the gym you want yeah that's start. what I was saying you actually go to a gym like this that has the anger yes oh wow yeah. see I think Plan uh, fitness, baby. what I was thinking you were going to say 
and this is actually a maybe uh, also a good idea for Jim, is that there's a screen in front of you that stays off as you're working out, but if you start to slow down, it, like, comes oh, off. Oh, that's it's smart. Like, it's all the screen. Yeah, yeah, I will say, though, it is, like, a very big incentive to, like, like just get pumped up on, like, hating things. On hatred, yeah. I remember when I used to go to Planet Fitness in Nashville with Sarah for a little bit, she had a membership, and, yeah, you can take your little, your special someone if you... What? I yeah, didn't know Yeah, you, you get, like, a plus one. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But you have to be there at the same time. Like, I couldn't go without Sarah. You have to hold hands. Uh, yeah, you have to hold hands. <laughs> they actually just handcuff you together. <laughs> um, but I remember it was during the election cycle. So, like, when I was going, it was right before the election. And I was just, like, very pumped up on yeah, it is. And fe- fear. Yeah, it was great. So. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we should just no screens. Mm. I don't know, man. People just. Yeah, but no phones. You can turn your phone in, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just hear sweat. <laughs> just hear grunting. Grunts. Uh, <laughs> uh, my brother is big and strong, and I said, like, how do I start to work out? And he was like, just pick a different body part and work it out. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't fucking help me. I, know that. I just don't know what to do. I, I would just run, and then I would, like, pick a couple of machines and be like, try this one out. You know what I mean? You do look like an idiot. I think that's like yep. the that's the biggest thing to get over with going to the gym is like picking a this machine. If you're going in a new machine and you've never seen someone use it, you're just kind of like, all right. Yeah. What if like, <laughs> you like look at the picture a little bit? Sides. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like picking a machine you can kind of figure out and wait for someone to maybe use that machine. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the one like looking at the picture and kind of like sitting down and you I know wiggling around a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Um, so Richie has a book. I do have a book, and I did mark down something uh, George Saunders specific that I was like, I wish more of this was in the pilot. Um, it's when they found uh, Bernie's grave had been robbed. Um, so it says, where the grave used to be is just a hole. Inside the hole is, a- is the amber mist coffin uh, <laughs> with the top missing. Inside the amber mist is nothing. No Aunt Bernie. What the hell, says Jade. Where's Bernie? Someone stole Bernie, says Min. Uh, and this is why I highlighted it. Uh, At least you folks have retained your feet, said Father Brian. I'm telling you, I literally sat right down. I sat right down on that pile of dirt. I dropped as if shot. See that mark? That's where I sat. On the pile of grave is a butt-shaped mark. <laughs> I was like, man, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, I did like the priest in the pilot too, though. Yeah, he was mm. good. He was good. The, the whole experience of being at the funeral home was good from the story, yeah. though, about, like, how slimy the guy who ran the funeral parlor mm-hmm. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, this is cardboard, but if we paint it, yeah. it'll, look, it'll look like wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was curious, are there other stories in that book that you think, like, what, is this the best story in that book? No. That's, I was wondering, like, why this story, because yeah. I have read up. Obviously, other stories that I'm like, please. Yeah, I would love to see like yeah. a Lincoln and the Give Bardo movie. Like it's I, happening. Is it Nick Offerman? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that that'll. I think that one leads itself to that, and there's also there's one in uh, December 10th, the one where they're in the the center with. I love that one too. Yeah. It's like the spider head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Victory Lap. 
mm-hmm. the first story in that one about like the girl. Oh, this guy's yeah, got chills thinking about it. Yeah. I know it's so good. It's good because it's like, the three different him, perspectives. Is yep. really good. I saw him at Pygmalion this year, um, and it was funny because he. I was like, I wonder what he's going to do because, like, Lincoln and the Bardo is kind of, like, over. Or, like, that mm-hmm. press release is kind of over. And he read that story. He read Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Cool. He liked to voice the deer and stuff. That's in December 10th, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, Pastoralia is the best story in this. In Pastoralia. <laughs> I have to um, read it. Believe it or not. Jesus. I'm... What's his other short story... Um, Civil War land and bad decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that the one with the like f- field on the cover? Maybe. Oh, I know I it has like stars and stripes on, on at some point on it, but I only, I've only seen it in um, afterwards books in. Okay. In downtown Chicago. Yeah, that's the first place I got George, because. You introduced me to it. Mm-hmm. That's a good bookstore. I know. Except for fucking JC. <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, JC, if you're listening to this, fuck you. We dude. have a common enemy. He's not an enemy, and actually, he's just like a the person who works behind the counter. Richie and I both like lose sleep over the fact that we, we think he doesn't like us. <laughs> but I ran into him on the street, like around here recently. Oh, yeah. And he did a double take. Really? And I was like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know me. And I didn't make any sign of recognition. Nice. So uh, now, yeah. I, now we have the power. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I went there recently and I uh, I got my girlfriend Melissa a Christmas present. And um, hopefully she's not listening to this. Oh, she, her, she's literally watching right now. <laughs> but I, uh, it was a serial killer book. And uh, the <laughs> woman was like, do you know anything about the serial killer? And I was like, no, no, we talked about that for a little bit. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> she was very nice. Yeah, I like I like other people who work there. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> well, They're great. My biggest problem with JC is that like I walked into this bookstore like literally <laughs> I was like I am going to buy Lincoln and the Bardo from this place because I come here all the time and I buy a book maybe once every ten visits. Yeah. Um, and I was like I'm gonna get Lincoln and the Bardo there, and it was that Saturday that it came out or that Friday it came out, and I went in there. I was like, hi, do I? Do you have Lincoln Lombardo? I don't see it anywhere. And he went, no. <laughs> so I was like, well, are you getting anytime soon? He was like, no, we haven't even ordered it yet. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, fucking be nicer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've seen your employee recommendations thing. I've seen George Saunders' book, like, in yeah, there. Yeah, he's like, talked to me about it. Yeah. I, it might have been, like, he was pissed off that the people who, like, were mm. supposed to order it didn't order it, like, yeah. correctly. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it still, still came off as, like, I was doing something wrong. Still, he should have been like, yeah, it doesn't suck that we don't have it. Like, I really wish he had it, too. Instead mm-hmm. of just being a dickhead. Yeah. I love people who live their life like that. Shouts out to them. Yeah, yeah. Because they probably have way easier lives than this family in this story. So, <laughs> you know what? Fuck JC. I don't even know JC. Uh, he was in some weird, like, boy band in the 90s. Uh-huh. <laughs> His last name is Chazé. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of hair. Yeah. Um, <sighs> should, we should review. Uh, we'll do story and the the TV show. Okay. And um, again, 
uh, for people who are listening to this, for Marcella, who might be listening to this, <laughs> um, we have a very simple rating system uh, from uh, best to worst, knockout, honey pie, adequate, or stinker. Mary, yeah. <laughs> Mary, we start with you. Are we going with both? Yeah. Well, uh, one, yeah. So. I think I give both a honey pie. I completely agree, but that's my ranking as well. I give the story a honey pie and the pilot an adequate. Wow. Yeah, you, like, yes. I would definitely choose the story over the pilot if oh, I had Oh, one thing I forgot to say is the pilot is way scarier. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think Glenn Close, when she's back to life, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I definitely think that they have... It's a good pilot, but also I, I'm interested in something... If like in someone who hasn't read the story yes. to see it, I watched it before I read the story. Oh really? And I true, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a scary, disturbing story, and it was not. It was just right. funny. That's silly, yeah. And like sad. all George Saunders. Yeah, yeah, it was silly and sad. That's also, true. a s- scary thing that happened, like the song that ends the pilot, mm-hmm. um, is like I I can't remember the. It's they, like Satan is alive. Satan is alive. It's like the Something Brothers. It's like these old country western guys. But David sang that song like two hours before we watched it. <laughs> Damn. That's cool. It Satan was like Israel. a premonition. Yeah, Satan Israel. He's working. Yes. Satan bless. Yes. Satan <laughs> has blessed us. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I wonder if people will think that she's like somehow brought back. You know, if there's like a religious aspect. Because the story there really isn't. No, there's... Yeah, she's very devout, yeah. you know, but... And that's... Cole part. even says in the story... And he's also not named Cole in the story. There's no name for the narrative. Right, yeah. Um, but on, you can hear my TV clicking, um, you can see, like, the description of the show, uh, on here, on the Amazon website, is, uh, brought back by Jess. Yeah, uh, genre-bending comedy Sea Oak features Aunt Bernie, a meek working-class woman who dies tragically in a home invasion... Compelled by sheer force of dissatisfaction, she comes back from the dead full of rage. Um, and in the story, Cole says, like, has this ever happened before? Like, maybe, because I definitely am never going to tell anybody about that. Right. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and that also made me think, like, oh, cool, like, there are other, like, dead people in mm-hmm. other yeah. environments, like, filled with just dissatisfaction, which also means, like, who knows? Maybe I will return to life one day. Well, like... I should hope so. Also, like, there could be a story in the season where, like, there's a high-powered executive who also has, like, a oh, dead person that'd be who's, cool. like, guiding them. Yeah. And, like, they all find out about it and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot they can do with this. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I think the pilot, like we said, it might be adequate, but depending on how they take the story, it could yeah. be way better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there is a lot of room to explore the concept. Right. Yeah. I, my big, literally my biggest thing is that it was, you're right, it was scary-ish. Um, it did sort of play like a horror uh, franchise as opposed to a comedy franchise. And yeah. I was hoping for it to be comedy. And I was like really, I was like, because bef- I read it before, I, or I watched it before I read the story, and I was like, oh, this TV show is going to be about like finding the people who like broke in and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's never mentioned ever again, except for when it happens. Yeah, they say, like, we gotta catch those guys. And then, yeah. yeah. Nothing else. I wonder yeah. if that's what the show will do. 
Like, I bet they will. I bet they'll catch those people. But it'll be like uh, in Spider Man when them. he when he like accidentally runs into the guy who uh, killed Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I like Cole or Me whatever. He's... But in this story, in this TV show, it'd be. Like, he runs into the person, but it'll be at, like, the strip club. Yeah, at his work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There with, like, his wife or something, and uh-huh. or his girlfriend, and talking about it while he can't do anything. Yep. That'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, George, if you want to just yeah. hire us on, you know, if this gets picked up, and you just... Please hire us. Yeah. Please. I'll, I'll take whatever, uh, you know, guys from Oak Forest. I'll take Union Rate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know, because when I saw that it was, because uh, I think I just naturally don't see these types of things as comedies. Like, when I read stories like this, mm-hmm. I really, like, there is funny parts, but I was I was not taken aback as too much. But mm-hmm. when I when I went to watch the pilot and it was, like, under it was ranked, it was a comedy. Like, that's mm-hmm. the genre that they put it under. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that, like, poor people struggling is funny? Like, I, and I don't, I know that's not, like, the what the story is that's not what they're trying to say but to me when I read this it's just like yeah there's I guess it's funny because it's sad it's tragic comedy it's tragic yeah. sad tragic shit that's right. like the whole that's just the guy working at the shitty strip club is sad the girls having to take care of their kids and fitting them trash is sad yeah like the TV shows that I find funny are sad mm-hmm. yeah like in maybe that's just my mind it's kind of like when I uh, was you know for everyone's favorite whipping boy uh, David Foster Wallace when I read Infinite Jest, and I was going to like start looking at things because I had never been told to read it. I had no idea. I had no idea there was a whole culture around David Foster Wallace yeah. of whatever. And when I went to like go online and start reading about it, he was so surprised because it was billed as like a funny book. Everyone was like so funny, it's hilarious, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he was always like, I set out to like write a sad book. Mm-hmm. That's I was listening to Pete Holmes's podcast with Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, she and I think I mentioned this on this podcast before, but he Rivers was like so sad because everyone's like dude your songs are hilarious <laughs> that's awesome uh, and he, he was like no like sweater songs like, like dude your like, life is so fucking yeah. fun yeah. you know and, you're talking about like being alone in your apartment and like wanting to like not be depressed anymore mm-hmm. that's just hilarious yep. <laughs> you struggling is so funny for me but like I see I don't I think the story itself is serious but I also think the story itself is funny yeah yeah and that like do you think Vana gets funny when you read him yeah, I think he's funny, but like I would never term Vonnegut as comedy. comedy. Right, I don't think that the, it should have been a comedy. It's a, it's because it's like, it's all about the like dialogue, like the constraints of a, of the story, the setting of the story is like always tragic. Mm. It's always like there's either like some crazy like sci-fi shit mm. happening, or like people are just like insanely cruel to each other. Draw Vonnegut. But the, yeah, or, okay. like, Saunders. They're, okay. like, very similar in that sense. But, like, the dialogue and the way that, like, the personalities of characters are just, like, inherently funny, even if they're just, if they're terrible people or if they're yeah, I guess that's why people it's who are being humor, shit right? on. Yeah. yeah, it's all dark. There's a, in Brain Dead Microphone, there's an uh, essay from George Saunders about, I think, reading Slaughterhouse-Five. Mm. It's really good. And it also is makes it very clear that he is inspired by Vonnegut as, I think... Most people of our sensibilities are in some way or another. Yeah, he, like, truly is spot on, though. Just, like, all the naming of, like, like, this, like, science fiction elements of his stories. It's, like, very right. reminiscent of 
what Vonnegut does. Mm. Yep. Because it's really is very human. Like, even this, it's, there's nothing, they don't care, we don't care why yeah. she's back, really. Like, you read yeah. the story and you're not even like, whoa, can someone explain why she's not dead right. anymore? Yeah, you're no, just you're like, like, you're just trapped in what it means. Yeah, for it's, like the, damn, what's she gonna do now? That she's right. Like yeah. yeah. It's funny, too, it's similar to, like, in the Bardo, I was thinking, you know, it's not like they come back to life, but it is just a bunch of ghosts talking the whole time, and there is nothing about the rhyme or reason behind that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, hinted at that they're kind of in, they are in purgatory, uh-huh. but that's never, like, the point of the story, figuring right. out why they're in purgatory. It's always... Right. Yeah, it's just, like, this is where they are, and this, and you don't need to know why. Right. And you never question it. Um... I think we did it. <laughs> I think we solved the problem. We solved all the world's problems. Um, thank you for being on the show, Mary. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Gonna talk about something bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I, I like the what we talked about last time, but hey. still, I had to say it. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't fuck with Wilco. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I, anything to plug? Oh, you know. Um, Libraries. Let's see. My Herald team is performing. That's awesome. At yeah. the Herald Washington Library, <laughs> you can find them anytime. It's just like people who work there, and like when you walk in, you're automatically on a Herald team. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, no, I'm just a court. I'm a cog in a machine. I'm just a court. I, thought, I, thought you're gonna, I literally thought you were about to tell us that you're a court stenographer now. <laughs> and I was like, "That's fucking amazing. That's a cool job to have." But I can see you being a course stenographer. I could I think, too. I, I think you should go out for quick. that. I thought you said it would be quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> just uh, we're all on our Bernie, our Bernie paths. Uh, any books to sell us, Nick? Uh, they're all still for sale. Uh, issue six book is out. Uh, People's Elbow by Rex King is coming. Um, Thirty recitatives on rape and wrestling. I don't think I. I think I did say it on here before, but yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm excited about that. It's probably the best thing we've put out, even though I love what we've put out so far. I think I'm, cool. it's a good, it's ready for the world. Yeah. Um, I want to plug my radiator and... <laughs> um, Dude, shouts out. It was just the ghost trying uh, to talk to us. Yo, it's just the ghost <laughs> track. Sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's always here. <laughs> uh, he truly is everywhere you turn, though. I know, dude. Can't avoid him everywhere you look. Can't avoid him. We've been trying hard. Full house. I <laughs> uh, come to Arts and Culture Club on Thursdays and come to Freak Fest on Fridays in January. Um, it's really fun. It I is. Can attest, I've been. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. You should do it sometime. I will. I'll, you know. Read a story or something. Tap dance. <laughs> yeah, or that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, please, if you are listening to this, could Mr. you? Mr. Saunders. Could you? Yeah, George Saunders. Could you rate and and review it for us? I've given you reviews on Goodreads, so I'm sure if if since I've helped you, you could help me. Oak Forest Boys. Oak Forest Boys go Bengals, right, Mr. Saunders? <laughs> 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 you meet Jimmy Pardo and Tevin Coleman should grab beer sometimes. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the end of the show. Who cares as long as on the internet? Support each other. Bye.
coalcontents.cool.